Welcome to our video podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I have Pastor Kennedy with me, and then we're looking forward to spending a few minutes with you as we kick off something brand new, something we've wanted to do for a while, and that is have a video podcast through the week and discuss a variety of different topics from a biblical perspective. And so we hope you'll get a blessing uh, from this time. And so I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Kennedy. He's going to kind of just walk us through uh, what we're going to be discussing today on this new video podcast, Let's Talk. Pastor Kennedy. Thank you, Pastor. So our first uh, word or phrase that I thought would be good for this podcast is something that you're very familiar with. It's kind of your strength, which is prophecy. You've preached conferences on it. And it is found over in 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2. And verse number 3 is where we get our words from today. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. Amen. So the, the, the word there simply is falling away. And I guess my questions would be to you is threefold. One, what does that word mean when it comes to like prophecy and Israel, which again is your strength? And then also, what does it mean for America? Maybe current events, is, how does this relate to current events? And then lastly, of course, you know, how does it relate for me as just a Christian mm -hmm. trying to get through this world? Are people listening right now? So, you know, something along these lines. Well, I think it's an interesting word, and it's a biblical word. And I think that it's something that we all have to take heed to. As you think about falling away, first of all, the initial text, obviously it's talking about the falling away, uh, I believe, of the church that has to happen and will happen, prophetically speaking, prior to um, the Antichrist seating, sitting in the, in the temple they're making themselves to be God. Yeah, amen. Yeah. But then even you talked about from a, nation, a national perspective, yes. uh, you talk about it from an indi individual perspective. I read a book years ago uh, titled Mission Drift. And in interesting in that book, it chronicles how institutions and churches and organizations started out with a mission. Mm. And that book chronicles how they left that mission and how they fell away. Uh, a perfect example, which many of you would be familiar with, would be uh, Harvard and Yale and Princeton and Brown and Dartmouth and these, a lot of these Ivy League schools that were initially had a mission to train preachers, and now we see where they are today. So we, we have that in, in, in any institution, any country, uh, any Christian that leaves the initial mission of what they're called to do will eventually fall away. Mm. Can I interject on that yeah. point then? Uh, how do we as a church, how, does, how do you as the pastor of Open Door Baptist Church, how do we um, you know, maintain that stake out there to make sure that we keep without drifting, right? As you, as you just eloquently put forth, you know, we're all prone to fall away. So how do we keep that from happening? That's a good question. I think, um, first of all, you, I think of Hebrews 2, 1, the Bible says that we ought to give the more earnest heed mm. to mm. the things that we have heard, mm. lest at any time we let them slip. Yeah. Amen. So 
the dependence on God, staying mm-hmm. humble, knowing that anybody could fall away. That's why the songwriter, songwriter penned those words, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. And then uh, one looks no further than the, the scriptural examples, as you mentioned at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I, I think of the nation of Israel. Mm. The nation of Israel, uh, what she was called to be initially. Mm. Uh, Isaiah chapter 49, I think it's in verse 6, uh, says that Israel was to be a light to the Gentiles. That's what she was called to be. But then what did Israel become? What happened to Israel? Well, we think of Hosea chapter 4 and verse 16. Uh, they fell away. Matter of fact, God says this. He says, for Israel slideth back mm. as a backsliding heifer. That's amazing. So again, these things were written for our learning and for our admonition. We're to take heed to that. Uh, and then I think of, you know, what Israel will be, mm. obviously, in the future and the reconciling of Israel. Those parenthetical chapters in Romans 9, 10, 11 give us some insight into mm-hmm. that. Yes. And I obviously think of, when it's all said and done, Isaiah chapter 60 talks about Israel being that light after the, the, the reconciliation, being that light. Isaiah 63, and the Gentiles shall come to thy light. Yeah, that's a great passage. So... A good picture of that as well is Second Chronicles 9. Mm. You have the Queen of Sheba, mm. you know, coming up to Israel to see Solomon, who's a type of Christ in all of his glory. That's a picture of the nations mm. coming during the millennial kingdom to Israel. Mm. So you have Israel, you know, what she was mm-hmm. called to be, what she became, an idolatrous just backsliding, falling away nation, yes. and then ultimately what she will be. Yeah. So that's kind of your answer as yes. to Israel. Yes. And then obviously you have America is yeah. another good example. And I won't spend too much time on it, but simply America, what she was, a Christian nation, right? Uh, what she is, a nation that I think we'd all agree, unfortunately, is falling away. And then obviously what she will be is yet to be determined what will become of America. Now, I am uh, an optimist by nature. I am not a pessimist, but I'm also a realist. Mm. I pray for this country, and I still pray for revival. First of all, in my own heart, in my family, in our church, in our nation, and in the world. I still pray for it. And uh, so if God was done with us, we wouldn't still be here. So I think of, obviously, I think of America as well. So those, that's the first part of what you kind of mentioned yes. to me before. Yeah. Good how question. About, how about personally? Uh, again, you know, for those listening in, I know we're about to wrap up, but for those listening in, also my own self, yeah. what are some safeguards I can put in place from falling away? Yeah, um, that's a good question. Um, I think for an individual, I, let, let's back up just a little bit yeah. and consider the church as well, and then mm-hmm. we go maybe to the sure. individual. Yeah. The falling away of the church, even kind of insinuated in our text there in Second Chronicles chapter number, uh, excuse me, Second Thessalonians three, two, three. The falling away. Uh, we think of the church. Interesting thing about the church. When God deals with His people and the falling away of His people, He backs it up a little bit. And what isn't talked about very often, but I think needs to be. He, lame, he lays the blame at the feet of the ministers. Mm. And that is, if you want to talk about 
the condition of the church today and the falling away of the church today, which obviously Paul talks about as well. Uh, the, the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Well, if you think about the church and the falling away of the church, God lays the blame in the Old Testament at the feet of the priests. Uh, matter of fact, in Jeremiah chapter number 10, uh, listen to what he says to the pastors in Jeremiah 10, in verse number 21, he says, For the pastors are become brutish and have not sought the Lord. Therefore, as a result, they shall not prosper, and all of their flocks shall be scattered. Mm. So if we were to take that into modern day today yeah. and pastors today that pastor local churches, and again, I'm not above falling away and I need to stay dependent on God, and we all do. The, the reality is we're seeing churches in droves today acquiesce and, and really capitulate to an unsaved world agenda. Mm to conform to what that they want them to do to be socially acceptable. And I'm not a grandstander by nature at, at all, but God forbid that we faint in the day of adversity. So to speak to your question about individuals and then even about churches, I think the church, which is the pillar and the ground of the truth... Plays a key role, yes. Huge. And, yeah. and interesting... I see that. We... Mm. are responsible for holding on to the truth. Mm. Paul said to Timothy, keep that which I've committed unto you. Yeah, that's We're good. to hold it like a, like a football player is to hold that ball. And when he goes through that line, because people are going to be pulling at it, they want you to fumble. You hold on to that thing mm. and you don't let it go. We hold on to the truth. So, Pastor Kennedy, to your question about prophetically speaking, uh, then you have the nation's examples, you have the church example. And, and I'll say lastly in that context, I like to study, um, I like to study church trends, demographics of, of churches, uh, uh, denominational uh, trends and what have you. And the interesting thing about it is if you take all the mainstream professing Christianity in America, mm -hmm. And there's really five or six key ones. You take Lutherans, you take Methodist, uh, Free Methodist and United Methodist, you take Presbyterians, you take Assembly of God, and then you have Southern Baptist, which is your largest denomination in the country. And unfortunately, uh, many of these have capitulated to the, to the pressures of an unsaved world and are waving the flag and just saying, I'm not going to stand for the truth. And I'm not saying that we're, we're, hey, we're so much better than them. I'm not looking at them in a condescending way, but I'm also calling the spade a spade. This is what they've done. So the last bastion, if you will, mm -hmm. is a small remnant mm -hmm. of Bible-believing Christians that hold on to the truth that God always has a remnant that mm -hmm. haven't fallen away yes, and that are still that's standing for yeah. the truth. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. Speaking of the apostate uh, church, not only do they fall away, it seems like anymore they join the other side and hold the flag and put the stakes out front. I mean, they're pretty unashamed about it. 
you know, sad to say. You well, know. it is sad, and uh, I think heavy, heavy hangs over the head of the minister. The, uh, yeah, again, the that's where God lays the blame. Now, well, by the way, that does not mean that an individual is not, uh, you know, responsible for their own actions. Like, well, our, our church went south, and they started doing this. No, no, we all are responsible. Yeah, we're all part of that body. Exactly, yeah, which speaks good. to your last question yes, about individual yeah. falling away. That's great. We see biblical examples. We think of Demas. Mm. Uh, the Bible says of Demas, uh, Paul said, Demas, Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. Mm. And uh, you know what? Anyone can fall away. Do you know of people, Pastor Kennedy, that, that used to be in and served God that are no longer in church? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we look at that, and as opposed to saying, hey, look at them, we're like, hey, <laughs> by the grace of God, it's not me. Mm. So how do, we, how do we avoid falling away? Yeah. Well, that's what we've been talking about today. That's dependence on God. Mm -hmm. That's staying in your Bible. Mm -hmm. That's not forsaking the assembling of yourselves Connection together. Connection to that local church. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, amen. And the local church plays a major role in that. Yes. I love to say that Jesus Christ saved my soul, but mm -hmm. the local church saved my life. Yeah, and I concur with that. I'm a big proponent of the local church. Amen, yeah. amen. And obviously... Uh, you're looking at two pastors here that were saved as a result of this ministry, mm -hmm. and uh, we're thankful for it. As we conclude today, do you have anything that you kind of want to add to uh, this word falling away from a biblical perspective? Obviously, there's the prophecy of it that eventually we know evil men will wax worse and worse, mm -hmm. and you know iniquity shall abound, and the love of many shall wax yeah, cold. So good. individual, mm -hmm. church, a nation. Mm -hmm. Anything before we conclude today that you'd like to add uh, to the thought of falling away? You know, not really. Just to kind of underscore a truth that you brought out is just to remind myself and those listening the, the truth to just put those safeguards in place. Uh, you know, falling away will happen in the heart first before the feet ever carry us out a door. Very true. And so I think for me personally, I can't speak for anyone else, but for me personally, I like to make sure that I'm in prayer, stay in the Word of God, and, and stay in church attendance, trying to keep my heart right, serve the Lord Jesus Christ, and, um, and hopefully, by the grace of God, amen. <laughs> I won't be a casualty of our studies uh, amen. today. Amen, so. amen. Well, I think a goal for everybody should just be simply to finish, finish well, mm. finish clean, and finish with joy. You don't want to get to the end of the road and be a cantankerous, bitter Christian. And the way you do that is to stay in the Word of God, and the joy of the Lord will be your strength. Amen. So as we conclude today uh, with our little video podcast on Let's Talk and the specific word, Falling Away, I want to say thank you for tuning in. And uh, pray for us. Uh, this is our very first one. Our goal is to, you know, Lord willing, once a week, initially, we may do more in the future. But just take certain phrases and let's just talk about them from a biblical perspective. So I hope that you'll tune in each time we post these and that you share it with other folks that might get a blessing as well. Thank you so much for tuning in and God bless you.